People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Again, wrestling fans, thank you for joining in for another episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am your host or co-host here, Matt, alongside... What's my name? (laughs) (laughs) The Velveteen Dream. The Velveteen Dream. Man, I wish that was that smooth shit. (laughs) My my wife might uh, disagree with me, but I know I'm not that smooth. (laughs) Yeah, wives, they're they're too much. They're too sweet sometimes. (laughs) So there's a lot to talk about in the wrestling world today, but uh, we're going to talk about, because it's WrestleMania season, we're going to put WWE in the forefront here for now, and we're going to talk about their most recent uh, pay-per-view or special event on the WWE Network, the Elimination Chamber. And we're not going to go through the whole card because it's really not worth it, but I do want to talk about a few things with this, and I'm going to start with... Really, you should start with something bad, but I'm going to start with something good. So the the, the good thing here... <laughs> Are you feeling all right? Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 good, the good thing here is for the second uh, pay-per-view in a row for WWE, the women, uh, Girl Power, uh, they outshine the men yet again in the, the specialty match here, the actual Elimination Chamber match. Uh, just like in uh, episode two, we discussed first women's first and how it's we want to see more of that we want to see more of the the walls the barriers being broken down definitely you know so when we discuss these matches we're not like oh my god it's it's a big deal like it's it should always be a big deal as far as you know what's happening and all that stuff and who's in it but it should not no longer be a big deal that women are doing what the men are doing another barrier is broken with the elimination chamber match I gotta. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about it because to me, this was the the this was the best match of the night. The uh, this was the opening bout for the uh, the actual pay per view. There was a pre show match. But who cares about that? Um, <laughs> clearly not you. Yeah, clearly not me. Uh, Alexa Bliss defended the Raw Women's Championship against Bailey, Sasha Banks, Mickey James, and then two out of three members of Absolution and Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. These women have pulled out all the stops tonight. And now you got to wonder what Banks is thinking. I think we know exactly what Banks is thinking. She was willing to stab her best friend in the heart to get through this matchup. Banks will stop at nothing. Oh, Oh, no. Sasha face first off the pod. And that may allow Alexa Bliss to take over this match. Oh, face first. Cover by Bliss on Banks. Bliss is going to WrestleMania. I, I gotta say, it was it was such a great way to kick off the show for for two reasons. One, the rest of the show was pretty meh. So I mean, at least at least you started off high and then you gradually went down downhill from there. <laughs> but also, too, it was again, it was the women raising a bar that and and daring the rest of the car to to try to 
keep up with. And they, to me, they did that. I mean, what, what is your initial reaction to the Elimination Chamber, women's Elimination Chamber match? You make a good point in stating that, that you know, they, they kind of set, they set the bar, they set the tone for the pay-per-view, the whole show, and they had that attitude like, you know what, follow this. Yeah. Because every time, if you go and listen to other wrestling podcasts, when they talk about the Attitude Era of the WWE, which was their most successful to date, that is one common idea that is put out there time and time again about that. That locker room, that roster at the time, is that you had a bunch of guys in that locker room who would do that night after night. And it was yeah. like, I'm, you know, whether I'm at the beginning of the card, the middle of the card, or I'm main eventing, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have the best fucking match possible and guess what i'm daring you to follow it do better than me that's what's that's one of the things that's missing from the current product at least in a consistent manner and in here in in this first elimination chamber match for the women they absolutely did that they set the tone for the entire pay-per-view they did it well i definitely enjoyed the match i think it was a great first outing for this kind of a match again six participants but on top of that you're having to deal with this monstrosity of a steel cage it's it's one of those deals where it's a little awkward and it isn't a female thing you know it isn't you know this isn't their first this isn't a similar situation as the women's first money in the bank where the fucking ladder should have been not so tall or not so gigantic you know not so massive that they couldn't work with it properly this is just a giant stationary cage with four closed off rooms or pods you know they really have nowhere to go and they you know there's only so many ways you can actually use the cage kind of creatively yeah so not a whole lot of give yeah there's not a whole lot of give with the cage that's what i'm trying to say thank you (laughs) overall i thought it was a, a really solid match congrats to alexa bliss for retaining man if if the match itself wasn't pretty awesome, her promo <laughs> in ring yes. after the match. Alexa Bliss, congratulations! The first winner of the first ever women's elimination chamber. What does this historic moment mean to you? <laughs> this victory means everything to me. <laughs> you want to be so dare to dream and dream big and sorry I'm looking out here at every one of you and the reality is that uh, none of you will ever accomplish any of your dreams I came out 
here tonight, and I prove to you and the entire world that there is no one better than me. And you know what? The odds were clearly stacked up against me, and I still won. Even though every one of you, not a single person in this entire arena believed that I could win. And guess what, guys? I did. And tonight, I just proved in this Elimination Chamber match that there is only one true goddess in WWE. That was... <laughs> I was explaining this to my daughter because as soon as I started explaining, she's like, Dad, what are you talking about? That's not Alexa Bliss. I was like, hear me out, you know? So she goes in the whole spiel about she's crying and, you know, this is the next step in, you know, breaking down um, barriers in the women's division, things of that nature. And then she, like, on a, she turns on a dime and goes from complete baby face to super heel. I fucking loved every bit of it. Um, that was probably one of the better promos from her in quite some time. That's been one of the better promos in, in WWE in quite some time. I'm not saying that to take a shot at WWE in their promos, because that's what they're known for. I just, yeah, I, I was the same way. I'm watching it. I, I tell you what, she got me. She she got me. I she was, got me too, man. I, I, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, like, this is, this is legit. And then, like, just immediately, like you said, it was, you know, all this good stuff, but none of you, none, no, none of you are going to amount to that. And it's like, oh my god, you got me. You, Who, whoever, you whoever wrote that promo for her, because again, the talent these days are not allowed to write their own stuff. But whoever did that for her, please, uh, we need to hear more from you. Yeah. Write, write some more. That was absolutely awesome, and you did, you did get us both. Yeah, I mean, and and that that, that doesn't happen very often. I mean, we're we're a bunch of wrestling snobs here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the the entire match, I was I was pleasantly pleased with everyone's performance. I you know, because going in, I'm looking at like a Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, and it's like there's there's nothing special about these two for me, uh, at least not yet. And you know, they they put on they put on good good performances. Everyone, and nobody was afraid to take the bumps, and if they were afraid, they they didn't let it affect. Everybody kind of took the bumps like they were supposed to. There were some high spots or jumping off the pods there's climbing the, the the cage or the chains whatever you want to call it i mean everything was great here and good storytelling too especially with the sasha banks bailey situation it was such a well done chamber match and even even though the the outcome was predictable i didn't feel cheated and that's something that we're going to talk about later on is feeling cheated especially this time of year i didn't feel that way for this match because it was that good a again if you're going to be a predictable match if you if you're going to go in and you know like we see this with, with with new japan all the time you know we saw this at power struggle for example you saw evil versus uh kazuchika okada you know Evil's not going to win that title you, there's, there's no chance in hell he's going to win that title <laughs> and, and ruin the main event for for wrestle kingdom it's not going to happen so we know we know who's going to win that's not important now it's time to put on a great match and that's what they did exactly so, so that's that's what you're going to do here if alexa bliss is going to be your champion going into wrestlemania Hey, I'm all about that. That's fine. But you, you got to wow us still. 
You have to wow us, though. You know, all six of those, those those women in there should should be proud of the match that they put on. And you, and you know what? I think for the most part, and you know, keep in mind, there's I'm comparing a first women's elimination chamber match to the first ever men's elimination chamber match, which was 16 years ago. Has it been that it's long? It's been that long. I had to look it up Jesus. just now. Jesus. 16 years, 2002. I'm was, getting old, folks. <laughs> you know, I was I was still in uh, junior high when this happened. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you look back at that Elimination Chamber match, which was a good one. You know, you had Booker T and Jericho and Kane, RVD, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. Good, all great talent. Future Hall of Famers in, in, in their own right. Well, Booker T already is one. There was a lot of awkward moments if you remember, go back to that match. Yeah, that I do remember. There was a lot of awkward moments, and you look, I don't think any anybody in that match looks back at it and says that, that was a good match. And I'm not, and for me as a wrestling fan, I don't think it was bad, but as the wrestlers, they weren't really too happy with the outcome. Again, for for those of you who are, who are not for those of you who are not familiar, whenever there's a, a new a new structure or a new type of gimmick match or like special attraction match like this is where they have to use a cage or a ladder, something that they've never done before, it's not going to be the best performance. That's just kind of the way things are. They're they're forcing they're forcing the participants to use something they normally don't use. Yeah, when it comes to structures and rings and things like that so you're not always going to get the best the first time around very rarely does something like that happen and usually too i think this probably might be one of the exceptions to the rule but when they usually introduce a new gimmick match like this they usually shop it around at house shows or special shows well, they that, a ladder match that that are not televised before they put it on pay per view or on television. And like Matt just said, that's what they did with their ladder matches. I believe they had Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall, who was Razor Ramon at the time, do ladder match after ladder match after yeah. ladder match at house shows before we physically got to see it at WrestleMania 10. Right. Yep. So and that ended up being probably the premier ladder match to this day for or at least one of them for wwe wwf because you know you gotta there's there's gotta be a, a hardy boys ladder match in there uh, that's uh, like top three somewhere oh yeah so without a doubt as a seasoned wrestling fan that's how i approached this match i knew they were still going to be getting used to using the cage overall i think they did a really good job i was also impressed by the two women from absolution uh mandy rose and sonia deville sonia deville i always want to call her sasha deville for some reason <laughs> i'm sorry to me sasha's they they did pretty damn good job at telling a story and yeah. and performing for two women who are still kind of new to the business relatively speaking I, I mean I don't know the technical term by this but as a wrestling fan you hear a lot by by wrestlers do the job and that's what they did they're not there to win they're not there to make you think they're gonna win you know we talked about the rumble with the the Bella twins being the final four and as soon as Sasha Banks got eliminated it was like well you know who's gonna win this match now there's there's, there's no there's, there's no chance in hell that the, the Bellas are gonna win this match so it was appropriate that neither member of Absolution were in the final three. Well, no, you know what? I'm, I'm going to differ here 
with you for a second because when it came to the Rumble and you had the Bellas as part of the Final Four, I think what you're trying to say, trying to say is they just didn't do the job because we know whether whether we want to admit it or not, we know they're not going to win that match. Right. But they could have done a hell of a lot better in their performance. To, oh yeah. To yeah, think yeah. to make us think that they were going to, and that that wasn't the case with the Bellas. But here with the the two members of Absolution, it definitely was. I don't think it had anything to do with their elimination spot, whether they were later in the match or earlier in the match. Okay. I just think it was they put on. A very believable performance. Yeah, that's fair. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that I think that's what it is. Because if they would have gotten eliminated later in the match, performing as they performed, I still think uh, still would have done the job. They still would have done okay. the job way yeah. better than the Bellas. Yeah, you're you're, you're definitely right. I, I guess yeah, I guess I guess placement doesn't matter. Um, to me, it just it was easier. Not if, not if you're doing the job correctly. Not if you're doing the job correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I and I'm still when it comes to those two, I'm still like I I it's not there for me. And a lot of it it too is because are we talking about the Bellas still or no, absolutely the, the, the Bellas they can go fuck themselves like, we're, <laughs> we're done talking about them go back to being on your e-shows or whatever the hell they're called <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> um, absolution here. Okay. Uh, Manny Rose and um, Sonya Deville. I'm still, I'm still having a hard time uh, wrapping my head around them and, and seeing their worth because you know, seeing them and tough enough, seeing how little they progressed, and then getting the the move to NXT and still seeing the the, the very little that they progressed, and, and now they're getting the call up, and it's like, why? It's like now that they're on this stage, it's it's almost like they're they're waking up a little bit and saying, we gotta be better, we gotta step our game up. Sometimes. Baptism by fire is the way to go. I yeah, maybe it's working and, for them. And, and and I don't I don't say that just about wrestling. I think that's like a life lesson. Like yeah. some people just need that. Say so some people will perform better under pressure than nope. And you know what? I I'm not gonna sit there and say I'm a fan of theirs right now or yet. But uh, that was definitely a step in the right direction. I just I love when people know what their job is and they do it. They do it, and every single one of them, every single participant in this match did that, and that's why I I felt this was a great match. I don't know. How many stars I'd give it? It was it was definitely a great match. Calm down, Dave Meltzer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't quite six stars. <laughs> and you know, it, it would have been if it was in the Tokyo Dome. It would have been, yeah. <laughs> And again, it, it, set, it set the tone. I, I love, and I didn't even think about that when I said that. It, top this. Top this. You know, I dare you to. And that just, that's such a healthy locker room that does that. You know, Yeah, that's the way it should be. <laughs> there should be that competition. Like, hey, I'm going to go out there and bust my ass. Guess what? You should do the same. Yeah. Do, I, it, do it better than me. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, and even if you talk a little trash, because I don't think you can, that's fine too. Hell that's yeah. totally fine. And I'm not saying every match was, was a dog match, but I, I think WWE, is falling victim to their own weekly shows because so many of them are just raw matches that we've already seen before. Uh, but we're going to skip that and we're going to go to straight to the main event. From the opening bout to the main event to the men. The men had a first ever seven-man elimination chamber match. This was not for a title but for a, the number one contendership for the Universal Championship. I I forgot there was a Universal Championship. <laughs> and uh, <Yeah. laughs> We just had a discussion about title belts that don't mean shit right now we should have mentioned that one the universal it, title yeah we should have mentioned the universal title in that discussion we didn't though but it is one of those titles that i hate to say it it doesn't mean crap at the at the moment thanks brock lesnar 
Thanks, buddy. And, and, and the shittiest thing about it is that it's being plugged as, like, the biggest title in WWE. Oh, God. Uh, it's... <laughs> uh, anyway, Maybe, maybe uh, biggest in size. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, the, the biggest fonts with that W. <laughs> That's about it. So you had, uh, you had seven participants. You had Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, John Cena, Seth Rollins, The Miz, Roman Reigns, and... Macho Man Randy Savage, a.k.a. Elias. <laughs> Tell me that man does not look like Macho Man. He does. He and, and I wish... Uh, I, I kind of wish... Like, maybe if we catch him at a show or some at, at some point, uh, I would I would love to see if he does an impression. Oh, man. If he... Yeah, I, I, would, I would mark out if he did that. <laughs> totally mark out moment of the year if he does that. So those are your participants... I, I gotta tell you, I am going to admit that I was in the middle of doing homework while, while I had this match on, because I knew, I, I remember telling my wife this, and I wish I had recorded it, I knew exactly what ha- what was going to happen before it happened, and this is a true statement, I, I understand if you don't believe me, but I said, I told her, Braun Strowman is going to eliminate every single person in this match, with the exception of Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has been designed to win this match since 2016, yes, that's when this rumor started, it's been going ever since, and... And I think Roman Reigns is winning this match. Braun Strowman is going to dominate. Everybody else is going to look like a bunch of clowns. Before we get there, (laughs) speaking of Elias and the Macho Man-esque part of his look, I thought of you while I was watching this. I watched it separate from you. I watched it the night after it happened. I'm watching the match, and he actually does a flying elbow off the top rope. I immediately thought of you and the whole Macho Man debate with him, and I could tell you he did not stick it very well. (laughs) <laughs> so I, hopefully he's got a, a, a nice solid impression that he can do because he needs to work on that elbow. Getting back to the actual match. Yeah, I, uh, much in the way you were like, eh, I'm just going to do homework and kind of half-ass pay attention. I also did the same thing. Currently at, at my my 9 to 5 gig, I work overnights and so I sleep a lot during the day. What I did was at the moment I woke up, I gave my full and undivided attention to that women's elimination chamber and then everything else I was like, if I fall asleep, oh well. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yep. And uh, I, so I ended up going back and watching the men's match twice and I'll never get that time back. No. <laughs> it's a 40 minute match yeah so there you go I'm, <laughs> times two I, i'm missing 80 minutes of my life here overall it, it it was mediocre at best for those of you who are fans of braun Strowman, i don't know why you are he's too green in that ring I understand he's a big menacing guy, but damn, he just he needs to work on a lot of stuff, guys. And I'm just being honest because I don't I don't hate Braun Strowman, but he, he needs to get better. There's a part of me that wants to like him. I'm I'm, I'm going to admit that there's a part of me that does want to like. Well, him. yeah, I mean, because he's got potential. The potential is there. Yeah. He just he needs to work on a bunch of different stuff in order to to get himself over better. Because right now, I mean, shit. Part of it is conditioning too one thing that turned me off about his performance was when he finally did leave the ring after at the end of the night and you know obviously you know sorry spoilers guys but he leaves reigns basically in the middle of the ring beat to shit but as he's leaving the cage he's leaving he's gas he's gassed he's blowed up he's he's out of energy he's breathing heavy hard yeah and i hate to say it guys but if you're supposed to be this giant menacing uh man 
this big beast, you shouldn't be walking out at the end of the card like you're some old man on oxygen. He entered six. Out of seven. Yeah, he spent the most of that match inside of a pot. Yeah. Just standing just there. Just standing there. So what? you can't just sit there and say, well, it was a 40-minute match. Yeah, it was like 15 minutes for him. You need to do some cardio. Yeah. And not, not just that, too, but you have to you you have to do more sparring and pace yourself in, inside matches better. If I'm responsible for booking this match, I would have immediately dropped money on hiring Ric Flair to do cardio work with Braun Strowman. Yeah. No matter where it is, what major city matters not, the bottom line is, in all my magnificence, you're going to be mine all night long. Sixty-minute man. S- simple as that, and and it would have been. Uh, let me tell you, he wouldn't have been so uh, out of wind <laughs> at the end of that match. It was horrible. I don't. I don't think Braun Strowman can keep out Ric Flair right now, a- a- even at Ric Flair's age. Oh hell no! That uh, that's yeah. a given. I'll take that bet any day of the yeah. week. Yeah, Rick Rick Flair, he can still go as far as uh, energy is concerned. He's, oh, he's like he's superhuman. <laughs> he's he's what? He's in his sixties now. No, I can't help it. That I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, woo, can dance all night long. I can't help it that I'm the greatest wrestler alive today. Rick? Yeah. I thought he was older than that. Older than that? Oh, either way, uh, yeah. he's either in his late 60s or early 70s. And that man does obscene amounts of cardio. Like, he ha- he is super legitimately conditioned. And that's 69. He's 69. There you go. How appropriate. I've got too much juice left. <laughs> for his character. Yeah, I mean he his his cardiovascular conditioning is legendary. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, Braun Strowman, you need to work on some cardio, brother. And, and you know what too and, and and Braun Strowman, you know, he's 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 a brick house. He's huge. He's solid. He is built like a brick shit house, but you, you it know, do, to me it does no good if you're, you know, you're looking horrible. But you look at a guy like, you know, going back to the Ric Flair that era, you look at a guy like Dusty Rhodes. That's a guy that's that's built like your average Joe, and he still runs circles around you. Yeah, oh you know? yeah. So I mean, I keep hearing that he's he's a big guy, he's a big guy. Yeah, but what else? Yeah. What else he got? Right. You know? Shit. And not only that, but you know, if, if unless you don't like the rest of the talent, having a green wrestler who's <laughs> consistently in main events is dangerous for the rest of that roster physically, because then you get stuff that happened at the the Rumble with with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, the he move. Yeah, he potato he potatoed Brock Lesnar uh, at the Rumble. Hit him would hit him in the ear, right? Yeah, hit him in the ear with a knee really bad. <laughs> Lesnar was quick to to give him that receipt. But. Yeah, it, it, and you know it, it's it, it could be a lot worse. You know, you could see him, and I I would I would cringe at it happening, but you can see him butcher a power bomb or a power slam that he consistently does. Yeah, and then hurt you know break somebody's neck yeah. or you know. Or, or a limb or, or what have you. Yeah, you don't want that happening your, in that ring. Your, your biggest thing for for any wrestler is to take care of that, that, that guy in the, across the ring from you. More than you take care of yourself in that ring. You take care of that other person. That's what I've always heard from other wrestlers. It's all about the other guy. And you're, you're supposed to trust that other person. You know, Braun Strowman, like, you, like, like we both said, he's got all the potential in the world. But he doesn't need to be in no main event right now. And it, it's one of those things that I don't know what they're doing with him. Because it, it's pretty obvious that they... They don't want to put the title on him right now, but it's it's like we're gonna continue. We're gonna give him the Ryback approach. Where we're gonna continuously put him in these main event matches.
matches, and it's almost like they're going to kill him before <laughs> before he's ready to even have that title. Because if you continuously lose these big matches, all that buzz dies. But that, they, they, you know what? They've been doing that with him. Yeah, but for how long? How long is, it, is the buzz going to be there? I mean, the only the only saving grace is Roman Reigns continues to be shoved down their throats, and it's like anybody but Roman Reigns. Like honestly, James Ellsworth over Roman Reigns at this point. Now, I don't say that, but that's what the WWE universe would say. I anybody. So that, it's almost like maybe maybe he gets all this buzz from them because he's not Roman Reigns. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. D- despite him not being Roman Reigns, he, he's got a lot of work to do. No matter. What they're gonna do with him? He's he's got to he's got to up that learning curve really quick. Cause you're right. Eventually, you know, this isn't a war of attrition. Like the fans will become bored with you. Yeah. And then and then guess what? You will be the next Roman Reigns. Where they? Oh man, we don't want to see you anymore. You know? Right. Right. No. Absolutely. Just uh, like John Cena. Just like John Cena. And uh, <laughs> you know what? To like. The, the one thing that I hate about Braun Strowman, and which is the same thing I hate about John Cena, is let's continue to get him over and we're going to crap on everybody, everybody else. else. I mean, this was this was the Braun Strowman show, and you know you can argue it's oh it's 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 showcasing him, but again, what does that do for the rest of your talent? I continuously ask that question. I'm still waiting on an answer. What does that do for Seth Rollins? What does that do for Finn Balor? What does that do for Elias? What does what does that do for Roman Reigns' win here? Yeah, nothing. It, it advances that in no way, shape, or form. If if this was the Braun Strowman show and this was used to get him over, it's not doing anything to advance. <laughs> The, the storyline where we're going to see Lesnar and Reigns at WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like the seven dudes should have just should have been watching that that women's match more closely and say this this is how you tell a story. Yeah. This is oh, how yeah. you tell a wrestling story. One guy shouldn't be dominating a match of this caliber. You know, we're talking about WrestleMania here. We're talking about the Universal Championship. We can say what we want to say about that title. It's still the top title for Raw, and it needs to be treated as such. Even though they haven't thus far with Lesnar as champion, as far as this match goes, it needs to be treated like a like a legit championship, and, and therefore the participants should be treated like legit contenders, and they are for the most part. But as far as you know, being legit contenders, but they sure as hell didn't look that way on Sunday night. You know what? A, a lot can be fixed with that title by just having Lesnar show up to television spots. He doesn't have to wrestle. He doesn't have to be in any kind of physical altercation. He just needs to show up. And the reason I say it that way is because we all know he's he's not going to do any of his own uh, microphone work. That's what he has Paul Heyman there for. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm going to correct myself right off the bat. I fucking lied to you. He sh- he don't even need to be there. Guess what? Have Paul Heyman show up. L- never mind Lesnar being there. <laughs> Have Paul Heyman show up and talk shit. Do all the crap talking that heels do. Yeah. And have him be the mouthpiece for Lesnar. Just show up to to television tapings or, or or live events, what have you, and boom, there you go. Put some put some heat behind that character. Get people to hate you because right now that title and that this title reign they don't mean anything. There's there's not there's there's nothing. You're not drawing any buzz or excitement. None of that. None of that's going on. No, and and, and even then, that's still bare minimum for me. That doesn't quite suffice for me. But I I do agree that that's that's definitely something that that should be done. Somebody's got to be there. 
Somebody that represents that title yeah. has to be there. And if it's got to be Paul Heyman, then that's fine. I mean, he's he's more entertaining than Brock Lesnar could ever think to be. Well, I I, sure. I say Paul Heyman because he's he's his he's, handler. He's the, or, the advocate, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, no, I totally get that. But problem is, this is a WWE thing where it's just we have a guy that let's let's face facts. He's he's not that talented, not anymore. In in his prime, yeah, Brock Lesnar was good. He put on good matches, but now he's he's a, he's a five minute match guy. That's really about it. You're lucky if you get five You're minutes lucky out of if him. You get five minutes out of him. <laughs> you know, and I and I hear like, oh, that 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 great match. He he put on with AJ Styles. You mean that awesome sell job by AJ Styles? Like that's exactly what that was. <laughs> there, there, let was me, a match? Yeah, let me tell you, folks. That was not a match. That was AJ Styles doing the work of two people, D- doing doing the job, doing the job that he, he was supposed he, to do. And he did it fucking successfully. <laughs> Brock Lesnar should be fucking thanking him for prolonging his his tenure here with uh, the company. Yeah, I mean, because that was supposed to be Jinder Mahal. If I was a fly on a wall, I guarantee I'd walk away with Brock Lesnar saying, Jinder Mahal doesn't sell that well. <laughs> <laughs> give, give me AJ, because he knows how to sell better. <laughs> I'm not selling. Yeah. I just, I, I would never understand it to, to why you, as, as Vince McMahon, why he would allow somebody to completely shit on the product as much as Brock Lesnar has, and then how they have the audacity to say, this is the, the top title in WWE. Dude, the United Kingdom title, which is only defended, which is not even defended in WWE anymore really. It's defended in progress more than anything. has more representation than the Universal title. It's pathetic. I, I, I had a similar conversation in uh, episode 3 of our podcast with Mr. Wrestling 6. He, he is very much of the same opinion as am I about how you know Brock Lesnar has basically killed that title. In, Before it, it ever even got to live. Yeah, uh, man. That was an abortion. Hopefully, hopefully you know things come back around and once they have it off of them they put it on someone that is going to revive it and and, and g- give it some heat or give it give it a shine whatever the case yeah. may be you'd have to defend it like as much as possible defend it on raw defend uh, I, I disagree I, I don't think i don't think in any title for that matter i don't think it's about defending it um a, a bunch of different times i think it's about how you defend it well yeah but when it's when it's barely been defended at all you you're right in in this matter yes because yeah. it, it, it it has been defended but in a very small amount it just has to be defended in a full-time manner yeah a, a full-time wrestling manner like yeah you, you're right it, it's it's quality over quantity and that should be the case for many things in life especially in wrestling but it, it's gotta it's just you have to reestablish it as as a, as a title again because right now it's just it's 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 almost like that special occurrence that special attraction where it's like oh hey this used to be something big now it's it's not but we're because we're WWE and we're good at marketing it's big again and it's, well you know they gotta sell replicas yeah they gotta yeah. you know they, they gotta get their quota up for the month for the, the shop <laughs> I don't know man like this was this was it's, it's just it's a bad situation that's becoming worse you, you have you have a terrible champion that, that hates that hates the WWE let's 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 face facts here Brock Lesnar he loves the WWE 
WWE's money, but he doesn't love the WWE. If if he did, he 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 wouldn't allow himself to do this. He wouldn't allow himself to be like, yeah, it's fucked up. Like I I I'm I'm just gonna take their money. He's gonna be like, no, this this I'm not doing that. Like I respect the product. I respect you, Vince. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, and he's he's come out and said that he's he's in it for the money. He's he hasn't been about the business in a long long time. He just wants money, and that's the guy who you want representing your company. That's that's a shame. In, in, in that regard, you know, kudos to him for being um, open and honest about it. But you're we're, he's not doing anyone any favors, including himself, because if he were a smart businessman and if he truly only cares about the money, guess what? You'd be putting in some sort of work, even if it's the most minimal yeah. of, of efforts here, to prolong um, not only this contract but. Give yourself some some fodder for negotiation if and when you decide to renegotiate with this with these people in this company, and he's not doing that. You know, here's a quick little little story, and this this may or may not probably won't change your opinion just a little bit about Roman Reigns. You got to go all the way back to was it WrestleMania 31 when they when they first did this match. Okay. Roman, the, the results were already set. Seth Rollins was going to cash in, and he was going to win the. Uh, win the title that night. It was already set. He was going to pin Roman Reigns. It was already set. Brock Lesnar had it in his head that he was going to beat the ever-living shit out of Roman Reigns, and then Rollins was going to come in and cash in, and that would be it. That he wouldn't have to do anything. And the day of... This is according to Roman. This was on Chris Jericho's podcast. I okay. This was done maybe about a year or two ago. And Roman Roman said he sat down with, with Paul and Brock the day of and pleaded with them to allow Roman to do a little more physical damage to Brock to make it a more believable match because in his words, it was WrestleMania and he wanted to go out there and give the fans something to be excited about. Brock pretty much said, the hell with that, I'm not doing that. It was Paul Heyman that listened to Roman and said, let me talk to Brock and he ended up changing his mind. I don't know about you, but the <laughs> fact that Roman had to do that, everything that I need as a as a booker to say, you know what, we're going to take the title off that guy like we have planned and we're never putting on him again. Fuck him. You know, it, it's like what Triple H said about Bret Hart. If he's not going to do, do business we're going to do business for him. Yeah, and, and I, man, I'm telling you, we we here as seasoned wrestling fans, we've seen this before, and this is why we were so adamant about uh, Brock Lesnar and, and getting rid of him. We've seen this before, and the last time something like this happened, um, it is universally referred to as the Montreal screw job. When that happened, it's just like he said right now. Triple H came out and said, hey, if he's not going to do business, we're going to do business for him. Meaning, we're gonna make the decision for him and 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 curb his his appearance, his appearances and and his his efforts before he gets the best of us. And that was a, such a huge deal back when the the Montreal screw job happened. Now it's happening like every fucking week that <laughs> that Brock Lesnar is being paid by this company, and no one is doing shit about it. No, no one, nobody. They're allowing him to do it. My how times have changed. Yeah. Because if this were uh, 20 years ago, he he would have been excommunicated from the company uh, already. So I, it just it doesn't make sense to us. 
And why Brock? Why why Brock? Because this is a guy that refused back. This is way back now, 2004. Refused to lose the Undertaker at WrestleMania. This is the original time they were supposed to fight. Didn't want to do that match. I'm supposed to beat the Undertaker. The Undertaker doesn't beat me. That's okay. Okay, we're not gonna do that match. We're gonna give you Goldberg instead. Him and Goldberg, but we're not talking about Goldberg right now. So let's just say Brock Lesnar. They tanked that match. They built this match. They spent all this time building this match. This this dream match that everybody claimed it was a dream match. Brock versus Le- uh, versus Goldberg, and they they fucking tanked it. Stone Cold did more. Every time uh, Brock Lesnar has fought Goldberg, it's been the same result. Oh, yes. Yeah. All this hype, all this effort put into the hype, and everybody thinks it's some <laughs> like going to be some awesome dream match, and it's fucking horse shit. It is the drizzling shits yeah. is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Brock leaves the company. <laughs> Thank God. Thank Do it God. again. Yeah, he left the company <laughs> just absolutely tanking it and, and, and saying, you know, screw you guys. Even though they made him an overnight sensation, that was the things that they got was screw you i'm gonna go play football not make any football teams i'm gonna go to japan i don't know what the hell new japan was thinking when they gave him the belt I, you know it's like i mean is this guy's head game that good i mean what, what is going on like <laughs> what, why is he getting all, all these all these titles and shit and we might have to edit that out whatever that's fine but i, I need to know not for me but i need to know the answer i i want to now that you said that yeah i'm willing to pay someone money to hold up a black light to Brock Lesnar's mouth. <laughs> and you let me know what you find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I, so he, he does that. He does the UFC. And he has some success in the UFC. Some success. I mean, yeah, he won the title and all that stuff. Uh, really hard beating a you know, 50-year-old Randy Couture. <laughs> but I, I digress. I mean, Randy Couture, 50 years old, can still kick my ass, but I'm also not an MMA fighter. Don't claim to be. You bring him back, and he's he hangs around for about a year or two. No no titles, but he's getting these big, big matches, main events, too. And then you give him that title, and he's doing the exact same thing as he's doing before. I have to have it my way all the time. I have to be this and I have to be that. And it's just like it's it's almost like like they never learned they didn't learn anything. Don't trust this guy and sure as hell don't give him the money that he's not worth. Because this is gonna sound insulting to uh to WWE fans out there and I, I don't mean to be, I really don't. Because every everyone's welcome. But WWE fans are the only ones that are gonna say, Yeah, this guy's actually entertaining. I'm gonna tell you something right now. If you take Brock Lesnar out of the picture and put somebody else there, you're still being entertained probably much more entertained yeah much more entertaining like i don't i don't think you fully understand that he's only this top tier guy because wwe is so good at marketing that they're telling you he's a top tier guy brock lesnar doesn't work anywhere else i don't care how big you are you go anywhere else in the world you go to ring of honor you're just a big guy yeah he's just a big guy that's all you are they're gonna look at you and like you can't you can't even last six minutes <laughs> you're, not, you're, you're gonna be on the pre-show you know? you're gonna be selling t-shirts what you're gonna be doing you can't even you can't go you're just big you know so we'll put you up against another big guy and we don't want to do that because you might actually hurt our good talent brock lesnar in the mid-2000s was really i don't say really good but was a lot better compared to what he is now and i could see it a little bit more but now it's just like why he's out of shape he's got chicken legs he gets gassed right away <laughs> uh 
I just I don't get it. And there's there's some people that say you know when it comes to Braun Strowman, oh well he's he's at least better than Brock. Yeah, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it's that, not, that's highly debatable. You know, at that point, let's just let's just put John Cena as champion then, because hey, he's at least he's not Brock Lesnar. No, it's we should be putting our best. You know what? I, I I even hate saying this right now, but yeah, you're right, man. I would much rather see John Cena at this point. Wholeheartedly, yeah. Unfortunately, God, I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as much as much as I don't want to see John Cena as as a champion again, and this has nothing to do with Ric Flair's title reign or record or whatever. Um, I just I I you know John Cena John Cena respects the business a lot more than than Brock Lesnar ever ever could. And I'm not saying John Cena is is everything that he claims he he is because let's face fact, John Cena sitting sitting nice and pretty in his fancy house in florida you know i mean he's he's made his money if he didn't make his money i don't think he'd be the the good saint that he is now i mean it's really easy when you're making fat tons of cash doing nothing really true but i digress still respects the business a hell of a lot more than brock lesnar very true Um, still not a good enough reason to give him a title (laughs) you know i i understand that a lot of your a lot of you wwe fans are gonna probably take issue with what i'm about to say but I'm I'm just gonna really quick fantasy book this elimination chamber match, and if if we are gonna replace Brock Lesnar right off the bat, Samoa Joe, why can't you have Samoa Joe in there? I, don't get me wrong, injuries aside, but Samoa Joe, shit, for shits and giggles, throw Kurt Angle in there, just take care of him. You know, yeah. I I would much rather see that than than Braun Strowman and and Brock Lesnar in this whole ordeal. You know, whether it be exchanging Lesnar at Mania or Strowman at the Elimination Chamber, the, these guys, both of them, they they. <laughs> They shouldn't be in that ring, not not in the the manner they're being used right now. And it 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 made that it made the elimination chamber match suffer a lot. It could have been so much more. You look at you look at elimination chamber match, and well, one of the first things that I think of, I don't know about you, but I think of hardcore because it essentially is a hardcore style match. It's anything goes. You're inside of a cage. Well, it should be. Yeah, yeah I mean that. I believe that's the original intent behind it. Yeah, exactly. And we talked. About about it before you know we talked about in the women's match the women's ladder match issues not the chamber ladder match where you had these women that were afraid to do stuff with the ladder well then don't do it that's the case if you're not going to do it to what how it's supposed to be then don't have the match it doesn't make any sense and the same thing goes for the chamber match so you have this hardcore style match not saying that they, they didn't do hardcore style things but my point is you take a guy like samoa joe and you don't just raise the bar you completely just skyrocket it as far as the physicality goes because one that's a very physical competitor that's going to give it everything i mean he's like the the minero suzuki of wwe right now where he's he's a guy that you're, you're going to have a physical altercation with it's gonna hurt it's, you're gonna feel it and then b he's going to expect to, to take that same punishment he's not afraid of of taking the beatings we've seen smojo get his ass handed to him inside <laughs> yeah. that ring on many occasions and and come back asking for more so you talk about braun Strowman because he's you know all he puts people through tables and all this shit like he's 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 full of destruction. Samoa Joe could do that just as easily, and actually may have it look a lot better, in my opinion. That's the guy that you should be pushing, as far as this this big bad entity, not a Braun Strowman who has no idea what he's doing when that bell rings. A Samoa Joe who knows one he can he can he. Can
he can do a shoot. We've seen him do that in WWE. He can do a shoot, and he's 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 that's a man with a lot of emotion. He's a great physical he's a great physical specimen that can he can be, he's maybe not, he's definitely not as strong as Braun Strowman, but you don't need him to be that strong. Doesn't matter. He's still strong enough. And then most importantly, when that bell rings, man, he knows how to carry a match. Yeah. So Samoa Joe is he can replace both Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar at the same time. That's how good he is, and that's how bad they are. <laughs> you know, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. I, I wouldn't put him in this kind of match because of uh, his his physical uh, capabilities at this point. You've got six other guys in there, and and I agree with you. But my point is, you've got six other guys in there. You can still put basically anybody else yeah, in that that's, match. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And they, they, they should be able to take care of each other well enough to where even if Kurt Angle was in there, even in his current state, he would be okay. It goes back to the trust that we talked about earlier, taking care of the other guy in that ring. So you're right. You're absolutely right. And, and even at WrestleMania, too. Again, if you're okay with a six-minute match, is what you're going to get with, with Brock Lesnar. And I'm not I'm not counting the, you know, the stare down and the little dancing thing he does in the beginning of his matches <laughs> i'm talking about the actual match you know kurt angle can't go that 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 long anymore he's got neck problems but if you're okay with brock lesnar giving you a six minute match why wouldn't you be with kurt angle because yeah it's kurt angle he's he's earned the respect and you know what that's a dude that loves wrestling he, he's a dude that loves wrestling and you know if we're going to be at wrestlemania you know the the biggest show of the year we should have the best of the best or at least the guys that love it more and a nice paycheck. Yeah. So speaking of paychecks, we're gonna pause for the cause here, as Stone Cold likes to say, and uh, we're gonna pay some bills real quick. So hang tight, and we'll be right back. This edition of the Twenty by Twenty Ring Crew has been brought to you by Amazon. Get your Amazon Prime subscription today. You get unlimited music, unlimited eBooks, unlimited movies and TV shows available through their Amazon Prime subscription, as well as free two-day shipping on many products through Amazon.com, as well as in certain areas one-day shipping. So if you are an impatient person like me, you can get one-day shipping. Is that right, Joe? Yeah. Don't forget the uh, unlimited photo storage too. I think that's. Uh, oh, absolutely. I don't have anything on my photo storage as of yet. At least nothing I could share with the public. But Ooh. <laughs> it's photos of me and Kenny Omega. Are you jealous? I, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. Tell them where to go. That's all I got to say. You can find more information on Amazon Prime subscriptions through us. And by doing so, you'll help us here at the show. You don't have to pay anything extra. You sign up for Amazon Prime through us. You get 30 days to try out Amazon Prime. You can cancel anytime. We still get the love from Amazon. Go ahead and check us out at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. We are back. Uh, again, we're talking about Elimination Chamber. Just w- what seems to be uh, a, a constant thing with WWE, unfortunately. And, and I do say unfortunately because it, it's it's really lined up to be a good time of year because it's, it's WrestleMania season. <clears throat> and they just had a, a very stagnant product that it's it's very predictable and there was nothing nothing exciting happened i'm not saying you have to have a bunch of like surprises all the time but i mean when you know the results of every single match before 
they happen, it's uh, it's it's just, it's it's very hard to watch. And I, I feel the same way about the upcoming Fastlane pay per view for SmackDown, where it's like I, we we kind of know who's gonna win. Um, Even if you don't watch uh, wrestling that often it is to the point where on tv if you're even if you're the casual fan you're seeing matches that have been done or i should say overdone week after week after week after week and the results really don't change very much no not at all um and they're not the the storylines themselves they don't they don't progress as as they should they're not paced very well it's it's just, and that's what's making it stagnant. And it's it's a shame because you know we talk about a lot of fans saying, oh, you know, all this all this attention being put on with the Ronda Rousey thing and WrestleMania. Okay, so what do you do with it? You you do the same boring crap over and over again, and that's that's not how you get somebody excited for WrestleMania. And it's it's almost it's almost egotistical where it's like we don't have to. You're gonna watch it anyways, so we're gonna be we're gonna we're just. You know, it's it's like it's like a bunch of televised house shows at this point. Um, nothing matters. The entire month of March is going to absolutely suck at this at, at this rate if it continues. And I don't know. It it, it is what it is. Um, as far as elimination chamber goes, got a thumbs down for me with the exception of the elimination chamber match. The uh, the Wyatt Hardy match kind of got a thumbs sideways for me. It was an okay match. <laughs> but it, but everything else was just you know it's it's all filler, no killer. That's you're supposed to have the opposite. Of, of of that statement. So, any uh, any last remarks about elimination chamber match? Uh, no, absolutely not. Um, mediocre at best. Kudos to the women and the awesome match that they had. Uh, I look forward to you guys or you ladies, I should say, um, d- duking it out. Uh, the next go round. I can't wait. Um, you guys have definitely excited me and, and, and piqued my interest, and I, I hope you guys continue with the the momentum that you've gained out of the situation. But yes, let's let's move on on to the next one, sir. <laughs> yeah, you know what? So one thing again, we like to we like to talk about on uh, on this podcast is alternatives, and if you are a casual wrestling fan. Uh, we hope that you know we we at least intrigue your interest to give other things a shot because March doesn't have to suck if you're a wrestling fan. No month has to suck. No month has to suck. You're right, and you know we're gonna put a ton of 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 information in the upcoming weeks about all these other great wrestling promotions um, that you may or may not have heard of. And right now we're gonna talk about a big one that's happening in March. New Japan is gonna have a pretty big month actually because New Japan celebrating an anniversary. So happy anniversary to you happy anniversary uh you are having the new japan cup uh which is a big deal it's a single elimination 16 man single elimination winner gets a shot of their choosing between the uh, iwgp heavyweights intercontinental uh never openweight championship and i believe they they added the u.s championship as well i believe they did add Uh, the u.s title i'm excited man. that's gonna be good we're we're gonna have to break that one down for sure Uh, pretty soon pretty soon very soon. Um, but for now, we're going to talk about something that's going to happen, not necessarily close to where we live, but definitely closer than Japan. It's going <laughs> to happen in uh, Long Beach, California. And let us know if you got tickets to this event. It's going to be New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Style Evolved. It is happening on March 25th. That is a Sunday from the Long Beach Walter Pyramid, again in Long Beach, California. California get all good. Well, you know. Well, they got the dojo out there, so. That's true. That's yeah. definitely true. This March. 
marks the second stateside New Japan show ever. That's amazing. It's only a second they, <laughs> ever, <they> did, ever. <laughs> yeah. So you have uh, you have a sold out show already. Uh, three matches have been made, and we, we just want to run through some of these cards. Uh, so, uh, we're gonna run, run through these matches. I'm sorry, uh, and, and talk about them, and hopefully they should pre pique your interest. If they don't, I, I don't know what will. Uh, we'll start off with with the uh, the only championship match that's signed right now. Uh, Jay White, Switchblade Jay White, member of Chaos, defending that IWGP US Heavyweight Championship against Bullet Club's Hangman Page. Now, this whole Hangman Page Jay White thing, this is what really started the the infighting with the Bullet Club. Uh, I don't want to say it started it. It definitely escalated it. Well, okay, that's a fair point. It's It brought everybody else into the mix besides yes. Kenny and, and Cody. Uh, Jay White defeated Kenny for that title, and then Hangman Page comes in and claims... Lays claim to that that title that he was going to be the next champion, and that's what started the the fighting there. Kenny Kane took exception to that, and then the rest is history. So you have you have this match, and you have two guys who are who are definitely younger guns in in their respective factions. Um, what do you think about this match? Um, you know what? Over the past three to four months, I would say Hangman Page has definitely come into his own. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and we're definitely getting to see more of him and more uh, more of what he's capable of. Jay White uh, completely, um, ever since switching over to the whole Switchblade uh, persona, he has he has also come into his own. Obviously, he's got uh, a title around his waist now. That's his first ever, by the way. First ever. First and ever championship. He, and he beat Kenny Omega. So, you That's know, the, not bad. Yeah, th- he's no slouch, uh, not by a long shot, but um, probably at this point, I mean, don't get me wrong, like so far all the matches have, have piqued my interest and they definitely excite me, but um, this is pro- this is probably going to be my favorite match so far that's been announced. Really? Yeah, okay. um, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, um, what a difference a, a uh, character makes for, for a guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I want to say uh, what, he's probably introduced one or two new moves moves uh yeah. switching from just being jay white to switchblade yeah um you know and i know that's that's part of the performance but um yeah the gimmick too the gimmick is definitely working for him and um whatever he's doing keep doing it man you're, you're doing a hell of a job at it hangman page same thing um stay with the gimmick you know he he does it well you know he's great in the ring uh very fluid um and not afraid to take a bump I, i'm excited i'm really really am excited about this match uh unfortunately for hangman i don't think he's coming away with the title i hate this i hate to uh be the the downer <laughs> here as far as bullet club fans go because yeah. I, I i love the bullet club but i don't think he's walking away this time with that title i think jay white retains i agree i i, I do agree um i think there's going to be a lot of uh, uh extracurricular activity happening my only hope is that it takes place after the match? I don't want to see any interference. Yeah, that's that's you gonna know. be that's gonna be one one thing that uh, you, you're gonna have to look out for in this match is inter- possible interference. Yeah, because uh, at this point you've got two young, awesome talents. You don't really want to upset their in-ring performance. Um, I'm suffice it to say this probably won't be the only time these two go at it. But damn, please don't ruin it with uh, with a lot of um, 
interference in this match. Yeah, I that's that's one of those things that you have to you have to think could be a, a potential downer with the whole westernizing your product because as far as New Japan goes, you don't see a whole lot of interferences, at least not during a match. It's not like as common as it is out here in the states um i have been noticing a, a, a trend though where more not saying it's happening all the time but it's certainly happening more in matches than i've ever seen it in, in new japan uh i i'm not a fan of that i'm not i when it comes to two guys like this just let them go let yeah them, it, let them it, do the match if it makes sense for the story or for the match then by all means have at it but in the in this case let them go at it just yeah. let them do their thing and then have have the the interference come after the match yeah you're, you're, you're trying to sell a product still too to, yeah. to the american audience um i don't i don't know if this is going to be so the last time the first time that they were on u.s soil for the the first official new japan show in the united states last july it was aired live on access tv um i don't know if this is going to be the case for this or if this is going to be a new japan world only thing if you're going to want to watch in the states i'm not sure how it's going to be but again you are trying to plug the product here in the united states uh doesn't necessarily mean you have to be the american product you just have to say this is what we're about let those let those dudes just go at it let them tear it up for however long and then if you want to tell a story Um, them. The show is sold out, unfortunately. If uh, if you are making plans to go see this, uh, I'm sure you can you can find some place on on the the internet uh, where you can buy some premiumly priced uh, tickets. But um, if you're if you're watching at home or, or, or you need more information on how to watch this event, you can always catch information from us at 20x20crew.com/podcast/njpw. Um, again, the show is on March 25th. It's a Sunday it's night. It's a Sunday night. So, um, that, uh, uh, there's what, three, three matches that have been... Three matches. That have been plugged so far? Yep. Um, one, <laughs> the, the next one that we're gonna talk about is kind of out of nowhere. Um... Putting it lightly. You have, um, first of all, you have Rey Mysterio Jr. showing up on, uh, New Japan programming, seemingly out of the blue, especially after he was just seen in WWE's Royal Rumble. He shows up and then he makes... He, he makes a few statements and then he he challenges um, Jushin Thunder Liger for a match. So the match has been booked. I'm beyond excited. Um, I, I'm, I've always been a fan of Rey Mysterio. Um, Jushin Thunder Liger is my favorite Japanese wrestler ever. A- again, I'm excited for the match. Probably not my my favorite of the card so far, but mm-hmm. I'm I, I definitely can't wait to see these two go at it. It has been quite some time since they've had any uh, in ring work together. I was going to ask you. So they they have competed before. If I'm not mistaken, and and you guys out there, you know, correct me on social media if I, if if I got it wrong. But uh, I believe they did some matches, at least one match, even if it was a tag match, back when they were both working for WCW. So there's either a Nitro or a Thunder, more likely a Nitro. Okay. Where uh, they were in the ring together at, at one point. But this would probably be the first singles match. Uh, potentially. That's a, yeah, that's a safe bet. Okay. Okay. So kind of a dream match in that, in that sense. I mean, they're certainly building it up as a dream match. Um, I don't know if you know this, uh, not to talk about WWE again right now, but Rey Mysterio is still rumored to be a WrestleMania, ma- having a WrestleMania match. 
uh, which I mean it, it's not going to affect this at all obviously and we're still talking two weeks afterwards or whatever we're you know what uh, we're, we're coming to see this being a little more a little more prevalent in the business these days uh, I'm going to take you back to Russell Kingdom with Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho where Chris Jericho just came off of WWE programming uh, a few months previous to the match and then he showed up in New Japan to challenge Kenny Omega this is this is becoming a thing uh you know Rey Mysterio is an independent contractor yeah he you know he's not he's not uh tied down by any one company or organization and this is going to be uh something to watch in the future not with just Chris Jericho and not with just Rey Mysterio but other talent of that caliber and of that age yeah they're they're going to start showing up and doing these these uh, like special spots, these special matches here and there. Um, I say get used to it because it's it's going to be a thing, and 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 that I have no gripes with it. No, I mean we saw Jushin do that a few years back with uh, with NXT. Right, Jushin Jushin uh, he signed a, a, a one day contract and they brought him in and uh, he wrestled uh, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze, and it was a great match. And it was a great match. So you know this this is something new. I think again this is speculation because I don't work for the company but i think what it is is uh, i think this is triple h uh kind of being a little more lenient with talent in general at least talent of this caliber yeah and saying hey we understand you know we respect the the whole uh, independent nature of your business come work for us when you want to but also go do your thing elsewhere but we'd love to have you when we can and that's that's a smart business that's uh that's 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 letting go of the grip and saying we have to own everything we can just which is you know that all stems from vince mcmahon we can and, swap talent yeah. or we can we can take and i say they're giving talent away but we could uh we could just use you yeah we can share sure yeah <laughs> yeah we, you know we just yeah we have to own you first you have to be a part of our th- our uh, <laughs> 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 uh yeah liger and mysterio to me that's that's a great match i i if it's ever happened before, I, I sure as hell don't know about it. Um, I'm excited about that. It, it is out of nowhere. Uh, my issue with it is it's not really hyped the way that... It should be? The way it should be. You know, like the way that uh, Jericho and Omega were. And then, like, I understand Juice Dunner Liger is... He's, he's older now. He's been doing this for a long time. He's, his popularity is not what it used to be. By Very means. true. So it's it's not as easy to promote it as, as a Kenny Omega match would be. But I don't think they really gave it as much of a... Uh, a fair attempt as they did with the, the Omega Jericho situation um, because this match really really stands out to me you know yeah you got two guys who are definitely past their prime but they can still go um, I haven't seen Rey Mysterio have a match in a while uh, last time I saw him was Lucha Underground but th- that was taped like months in advance uh, Juicin you know I see him do a lot of tag matches now and he's still he can still go he can definitely, definitely still, still go. go so uh, I agree it's 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 out of the th- out of the three matches it's definitely my least favorite but I'm really happy that they decided to do this match um and again it's it w- what's good about this again you're promoting your product so you say we have one of our all-time best junior heavyweights and we're gonna put him against one of the best junior heavyweights in the united states so uh yeah i'm all i'm all about that let's let's uh let's go with the big one that got announced um this this one it might be a surprise to some people i was a little surprised by it but uh at just how soon it got booked but 
that's the only thing that surprised me was yeah, how soon. How soon? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have a. They're billing it as a special tag match. Uh, that's a fucking understatement. <laughs> uh, you have Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, moving up to the heavyweight ranks yeah. in the tag division. Yeah. So this will be one of their one one of, if not their first heavyweight tag match. I think it is their first. Um, well, again, we still uh, got time though. Right against Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, the Golden Lovers reunited. United, uh, to say that I am excited is is also an understatement. Um, <laughs> excited I, and nervous. Yeah, I mean, all of you Bullet Club fans out there, I guess you could believe Cody if you want to about the Bullet Club being fine, but clearly it's not. Um, it, it's one thing to have uh, a peace treaty between um, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, but that seems to be have been violated ever since Kenny Omega has came out and said that the Golden Lovers are the best tag team in the world, and that's kind of what started this whole this whole match being booked because uh, the Young Bucks then came out and took took issue with yeah. uh, his words and said, "Hey, you guys are not the best tag team in the world. The Young Bucks are the best tag <laughs> team in the world." And I guess we're gonna see here on March twenty fifth again. If uh, if you don't have any other way to watch it, um. Come find out more information on how to how to get a get a hold of either tickets or or uh, pay per view over at twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash njpw and we'll hook you up with some information. But uh, man, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, it, it isn't just the the young bucks as performers against a high profile tag team. It isn't just the Golden Lovers reunited as a hope a high profile tag team. Um, this match is much more than that. Why why do you think they're booking it so quickly? <clears throat> I my guess is because it's going to I think this whole thing is going to culminate for a super a supercard of honor and I bring that up because one thing that was brought up on the night before this match was made Cody said that the Bullet Club is mine meaning his um, I think we're gonna have a battle between Kenny and Cody for the leadership and if that's the case then we have to have this Kenny Omega versus Bullet Club tour sped up because that's coming sooner than we. Think. Thing. Because this is one of those things that if you're going to prolong it, this right here is the last match I want to see. Because Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are the elites. The other guys are elites, but they're the original. It's like the NWO, the original NWO. Like you have everybody else, but then you have your original three. Omega and the and the Bucks are the original elite. And this is a big deal that now we're seeing Kenny Omega on the opposite side of the ring as those two because those are his boys. And they've been they've been running they've been running together for, for years now. And to see it happen again at this show when you're trying to promote your product. And that's another thing too, I think, where it's just like Okay, well, what's going to be one of the best ways to continue to get those asses in seats and sell out more shows in the United States? And we're going to put our two best tag teams on that card Man. against each other. You know, it, it's it's uh, I'm torn. I'm torn because you know, oh, absolutely. I, I know, and not just between the two teams. I'm torn because. You have um, you have the bookers for New Japan in uh, Jado and and, and Jado and, and uh, Gato. They are huge fans of Memphis wrestling, and a lot of their booking decisions are are reminiscent of that kind of wrestling. And so this must be the New Japan side of things because they're taking no time with this. I mean, this is this is a story that could be drawn out for at least six months. Oh, yeah. And, and we're seeing it in the matter of less than two. 
And that's why I think that this whole angle is going to end a supercard of honor. I think it's a kind of a, a rushed angle, but I, I really do think that it's going to culminate a supercard of honor. That's the only reason why I think that you could do something like this this fast. Which is happening in April, and for more information on that card, you can visit www.20x20crew.com slash podcast slash R-O-H. Um, that's unfortunate, man. It really is unfortunate. Um, cause I feel like we're being cheated out of months and months oh, of, yeah. of, of awesome, uh, wrestling, but psh, Hey, I, I'm not booking the shit. So I guess I got to kind of live with it and, so, and just it, experience it as it comes. Is this the reason why the JY hangman page match ranks up higher than this? Cause I, I was a little surprised. I was, I was a little surprised that you said that because you know, you're talking golden lovers versus the young bucks. That's, that's, that's a main event. I'm, I'm, for, I'm on many, many wrestling cards. And I'm not saying you're wrong by Paige and, and White, because that's going to be a phenomenal match. But it just took me back a little bit. I was like, wow, really? That's that one's more more than this one. Is there that little bit of resentment, maybe? Or I, I well, I, I guess, I guess there's a little resentment there. But also, it's I think out of the two matches, the the Jay White and Hangman Page match makes more sense uh, yeah. with, with their timing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't seem rushed. It, it doesn't. I don't get that feeling from that match. Now with the the tag match between the Bucks and the Golden Lovers, yeah, it seems rushed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems just way too quick. And don't get me wrong, I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of it when yeah. when we get to sit and watch it. But uh, the only thing I can say uh, uh, to this point now that the match has been booked is. I, I hope this is uh, the first of, you know, a couple different matches between these guys. Yeah. You know, hopefully they do it again and they lock up and it's it ends up being something special. Okay. It's going to be a wait and see for us. Um, you know, we got some weeks time... We got some weeks until the uh, the show, so something that we're definitely going to touch upon and on future shows. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, again, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Twenty by Twenty Ring Crew. Until- Re- really quick, oh, uh, okay. c- catch us catch us on YouTube. Uh, we have our own YouTube channel, and please hit the subscribe button. Um, we we love uh, we we love making sure you guys have uh, stuff to listen to and stuff to watch. There's going to be plenty of YouTube stuff coming up that we're going to add to it, and um, yeah. Catch us on social media. Feedback. Face- yeah, feedback, feedback, Please. feedback. Uh, Facebook.com slash 20x20crew. You can also catch us on Twitter at 20x20crew. And then, again, our home base is at 20x20crew.com. And uh, until next time, man, we'll see you in the ring. Yeah.